Sup, Thrill Seekers. I'm Connor. And I'm Dev. And you're listening to? Mass Hysteria. And let's just say, we're getting our challenges thrown our way. We are. We have a, uh, a dog sawing wood next to us. We have a chainsaw sawing wood outside. And uh, the dog saw- just thrown in. <laughs> dog snoring, not sawing saw wood. wood. <laughs> okay. Welcome or welcome back to an episode of Mass Hysteria. Um, I realized we haven't done a Mass Hysterical in a while. We also were off last week. We were. It was a a last minute sabbatical, so that's just what We've been having horrible technical troubles. We opened my computer and it was like basically spitting at us. Yeah. And, um... It's it's way too like recent of a purchase to be behaving that way, and good today. we just kind of I think had one of those days where we were like, we don't have an alternative, you know, and we tried to fix it. It was very alarming, um, but we're back. And as always, if you are newer here and you are thinking to yourself, I really could care less about their lives. Um, we also could care less kind of about rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can skip ahead. We'll leave a stamp in the description. We don't do crazy life updates, but since we do tend to cover um, heavier materials in episodes, we like to share like something fun before we start because, you know, who couldn't use a lighthearted story for they, uh, we talk about what we really all came here to listen. So, and also because we wanted to give our our case that respect and attention it deserves exactly. but we also want to we also maybe are uh overly um presumptuous but like <laughs> we look forward to talking to each other every week we do. so we kind of feel like we're talking with people who are listening so oh my god the dog is now kicking the, the dog is kicking me oh my gosh cue diva by beyonce okay <laughs> um so I have, I'm going to call him a friend. You're going to know immediately who I'm talking about. But for the sake of this, because I know he will not appreciate being, uh, being re- revealed, his name being revealed. We'll just we call him a friend. Keep his identity mm-hmm. secret today. So he went in for his first haircut in the North End. Um, in his whole life? Yeah. In the North End, specifically. Oh, okay. His hair is not like down to his butt crack. Um, and so. He went in to get a haircut, like get whatever they call it, like a fade, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And the the barber like clipped part of his eyebrow. So he's like missing part of his eyebrow. And he was like, you know, I don't usually leave bad reviews and I'm not going to give them no stars, but I'm going to leave them a three star review and explain that the barber clipped my eyebrow. Three star. Yeah. And so... He's like, <laughs> he comes in and we're like talking about this and he's like, yeah, you know, it's so weird. They responded to me and asked for verification that I attended their salon and I was like, are there barber? And I'm like, oh, well, what did like, did you use your name in your review? He's like, oh no, of course not. I didn't use my name in my review. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, did you like do something like, did you use a strange name? So they like raised alarm. He's like, oh, there's that strange. I'm like, oh, what was the name? Uh, Vladimir Smith. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry if your name is vladimir smith but like 
use the most Russian name, use the most American last name. And he's like, I'm really confused why they were trying to verify that I wasn't a robot. It's really normal. <laughs> they like, Vladimir go way back. They literally responded. They're like, hi, Vlad. Um, we were wondering when you came into the bars. <laughs> but, you know. Everything comes around, right? He still doesn't have an eyebrow. Um, no, but I it made me laugh. Eyebrow, though. I don't know. I was like, maybe, maybe they they were really flying around. They were trying to make you cooler than than you knew. Um, oh, yeah, maybe they were trying to do like one of those lines that people get. Yeah, the cool kids like the they cool kids. shave up the notch and the eyebrow. And I have know. one. Connor has one. Obviously, um, yeah. no, I just have wild eyebrow hairs. So I would, I would, uh, we're gonna change the intro to. Um, Sup, Thrill Swing Seekers. I'm Vladimir Smith. <laughs> um, I'm Vlad Smith. Vlad Smith. <laughs> so anyway, that's a little... You can probably find the review if you look on North End Barbers. But um, today's... Okay, this is, a, this is a strange case. Well, it's strange for a lot of ways. But it has to do with a religious cult that um, actually lives... Or it's actually around like where my brother lives. He's moving right now, so I don't feel bad saying that but he lives in connecticut and it's a cult in connecticut and then there's a crime tied to it so just this is a this is a weird like crazy story and i'm i think maybe i lived under a rock i'm curious if you're gonna know what Mm. i'm gonna share because i had never heard of this i think i heard the name of the cult but i like didn't realize how close it was um to where we are so without, without further ado just just caught a hiccup there for a second um, not a vibe, a hiccup. Caught a hiccup. <laughs> um, so this has to do with brother Julius uh, Shacknow. I'm, I'm, I'm checked that that's how his name is pronounced. If I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, just ignore me. Um, or, or give us a review. <laughs> give us a review. <laughs> Under Vlad Smith. That starts with five stars. <laughs> username Vlad Smith. Um, and the sect that he ran had very strict control like the, his cult the cult sect that he ran it was based on religion but it was a combination of christianity jewish faith um like just kind of took a little bit of everything mm-hmm. smorgasbord kind of thing he kind of made his own mm-hmm. and they lived under very strict control which we'll get into and the promise of salvation and it, it was called the work that's the name of the cult the work does that sound familiar that, yeah. okay but you haven't heard Brother Julius, right? Okay. So um, he was kind of a, a scraggly guy. Like he looks like uh, kind of like a Hagrid Dumbledore combination. Like very Love big beard, him, yeah. super burly. Kind of looks like, I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of grandfatherly almost. But I guess that's weird to say. Never mind. He's a bad man. But he had like really bushy facial hair and he kind of looked like unkempt. Um, and he so is that what your grandfather looked like? I know, sorry, that was bad. <laughs> I'm thinking like Dumbledore kind of with the big fluffy beard. I don't know. Yeah. He had like a, a very distinct look. beard that I feel like you don't see a lot yeah, now. Yeah, he had a look. Yeah. Um, but he was sent from God to eradicate the evil of Earth. Wow. Yeah. Um, that is that's a, big a sentence. Task. And he said that he was Jesus reincarnated. Okay. And he was sent to have to help sinners. He wanted to save them. Okay. Um, and if you're thinking like, oh, well, I mean, the guy probably has Messiah complex. Like, doesn't sound that bad. Well, he said that he could heal all ailments through sexual intercourse. Oh my god. Okay. So that's the what this year is was this? The eighties. Okay. Like late seventies, early eighties. Um. So who was he? Okay, he was born into a Jewish family in nineteen twenties Brooklyn. 
Um, and then he had enlisted in the in World War Two. And after he uh, finished serving t- his um, time in World War Two, he converted to Christianity. So he marries a woman named Joanne. Remember this, okay? 1962, they get married. They have three kids. She's kind of called like the Holy Spirit that moves amongst the cult. And I mean, they don't refer to it as a cult, obviously, but like moves amongst the community. That's and what kind Joanne of, like, does. Yeah, like brings good out in everyone and kind of keeps the community together. Um, 1970, he was, he was in his early 40s. He moved to Trumbull, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, where he claimed he was Jesus. And so a couple of things. I was I was kind of uh, thought it was interesting that he chose Connecticut. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, like I, I could kind of see like some of this being like Vermont, like. Yeah, uh, somewhere. Like, the, I don't know, like somewhere like kind of, of woodsy. Nowhere. Yeah. I mean, not that Connecticut doesn't have woods, but it was just interesting that it was Connecticut that he got. What is Trumbull, Connecticut near? Nothing. So maybe that's why he chose it. Like, was it kind of isolated? Yeah. So he, um, his message that he preached was that a revolution was coming and there won't be one city left on earth intact. And he was described as being very mesmerizing to people who were confused about their life paths. So like basically people who are probably in their 20s, maybe 30s, didn't know what they were going to do with their life, didn't know what they wanted to do. Like just that kind of hopeless you're seeking answers yeah. he, he clearly that's, preyed that's on that kind of okay. unfortunately i mean right. not always but like there is like a component that a lot of people around that age that are like just searching for their own identity you yeah. know outside of their childhood or their parents or whatever they fall victim to these kinds of these things kinds. especially if someone who comes in and says like oh i you know this like confident yeah, assertion that like i'm jesus reincarnated yeah so the um sect had a a dress code the people were supposed to wear really long dark dark robes they had pendants around their neck and when they joined the sect they received a new name i'm sure that's probably to like limit communication with the outside world like Mm -hmm. leave your outside life behind yeah yeah. um they were not allowed to wear black clothes because those were of the devil but dark clothing um oh yeah sorry i meant to say they did not wear dark clothing it had to be light and they so the robe was like a light colored robe. yeah like a whitish or yeah um and yeah black clothes were considered to be of the devil uh that still holds true today no i'm just kidding Uh, i had a goth face Um, (laughs) and women were not allowed to wear makeup Hmm. yeah so that's a common cult thing i I guess but it's like hmm, i don't know so yeah he he creates this community this dog is snoring people i'm really really sorry but we feel bad disturbing him because he had a splinter that we took out um (laughs) But he, yeah, just attracted a large group crowd of people that were just kind of looking for direction in their life. So his whole message outside of being Jesus reincarnated and that he was going to save all the sinners was that he would call himself the quote unquote sinful messiah. Sinful messiah. Sinful messiah. That sounds oxymoronic if you ask me. But uh, he said, you know, I have to sin so that I can understand you plebs. I mean, understand you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So in 1980s, he built up his following and then he basically, okay, think about this logistically. One man has now a group of, say it's 50. It was like hundreds, I believe, at the, at the peak of it. 
but let's wow. say he has like 50 or 100 people. He now, If he now has all of these people blindly following his word, he can essentially convince them to do anything. Mm-hmm. And given that they're like devoted to bettering this group, they're going to do whatever they think they have to do to support the group. So he now has this group, how many times I say group, of people that he can use and manipulate to, you know, do physical labor, do... Yeah, they bend his will, basically. Exactly. So he now had all this, like, yeah, manual labor available to him, and they expand and build out this multi-million dollar real estate business because, you know, the cost of um, running a sect like that or... Let's just call it a cult. It's a cult. Running the cult is comes with expenses and now he has a way to fund it um virtually i don't think did any of them work or did they not work no like they they devoted their lives to, to helping this cult. Okay. yeah okay because that became their full-time job but they got very little of if return, any of their money yeah. back yeah and so um a website called discogs that wrote a write-up about uh julius said, quote, among the businesses was a real estate company based in Southington that operated five... Oh my God, that's so crazy. Yeah. Our other case, one of our other cases that we've done is in Southington. Southington. Um, That operated five Century 21 franchises in Central Connecticut and did $100 million in sales in a year. Holy And that was from the 1980s. Yeah. That's impressive. So that's a lot of money. And to be to be blunt it's most of it's going to his pockets and then obviously keeping his cult alive right but yeah i mean keeping a cult alive is not going to cost you millions so he was making quite a profit yeah and especially imagine. because their people claimed after they got out that they've gotten like ba- barely any if any money from all the work they've given so paul sweetman is a name that comes up uh, often when you look at the brother julius cult and he was a self-proclaimed chief apostle which i didn't know apostles could rank each other neither um (laughs) well they don't rank each other they rank themselves i guess i guess (laughs) (laughs) i'm chief no i'm chief um he was also the head of the finances so he had you know full line of sight into how they were using their money um and he basically helped all the money from the success of the real estate business go back to fulfill whatever desires Julius had for himself and the future of the cult. Like I said, cult members were paid hardly anything. I saw this multiple times. And as a result of this, Paul Sweetman got in some legal trouble a couple of times, like in a Delvey type of legal trouble. Mm. Um, mm. He spent a few years in prison for fraud <laughs> and he was also dipping into profit sharing and pension funds of the people in the cult. Nice. So, nice. Well, okay, so this is where it's going to start to get, I mean, the cult is already wild enough to process, but now the relationships in the story just get even crazier. So Sweetman and, I'll just call them by their first names, actually, Paul and Julius um, swapped wives in 1960s. Wow. Like. In this, this, so this was kind of like early in the cult, they swapped wives. Swapped wives. Literally, they said. Like full time? Yeah. Like they were like. Um, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna live with my wife. And it, it didn't like end there. You know how they had that ABC show where people wife swap? Yeah. Not like that. Not spend two weeks with my family. No, like they remarried the other person's spouse. Oh my God. Yeah. So they, they I mean, they started it early, like you caught, it was 19, the mm-hmm. 1960s because mm-hmm. it really got like up and coming in the 1970s. But like, what? On what planet? Okay. That's um. Very odd. <laughs> 
And people who used to follow Julius said that he would like circulate among seven wives and he would stay with each one for no more than two nights. Oh my God. Uh, and he had a really strict regimen that he had to follow. And, and you know, he also pressured women from the cult to, to, to share their husbands. With him? Uh, unclear. But I'm assuming he meant like amongst the women. I don't oh, think he... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think he was, um, he was a, a straight, straight man. man. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So Julius was accused... On, like, this is sad. He was accused... This whole thing is sad, but this is very heartbreaking. He was accused of two lawsuits of sexually assaulting minors. Oh, my God. With one of them like being his the stepdaughter. Oh, Jesus. And he ended up being... It ended up being settled out of court because the statute... Statute of limitations made it impossible to file charges. Oh my god, that's um, awful! And he used to beat people up, like physically, with a belt. He would like hit anyone who kind of you know disobeyed him. I guess for lack of a better he was, term, like, their leader. Exactly, but he was a pedophile. He would like prey on the young girls in the cult. Um, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. In 1996, he died of natural causes, so he's dead. He would Don't have to worry 80s, about. Right? He well, he was born in the nineteen oh, twenties. So, so yeah, um, so brother Julius died. Gross man. He can burn in hell. I I doubt the sinful Messiah made Isn't it to heaven. heaven. I think the sinful Messiah um, when we're sinful Messiah. So, Paul Sweetman took over. Right, that we oh, all no. saw this coming. Um, he was the new group leader in nineteen ninety nine. He goes away for fraud. He's sentenced to three years. So. We know he claimed not to be math geniuses, but that would put him out around like 2002, 2003, depending on what in the year. In 2004, Joanne, originally Julius's wife, now Paul's wife, reports that Paul is missing. She hasn't seen him in like about a month. Around the same time, a few weeks later, uh, a coyote finds something on a golf course. Guess what the coyote finds? A body. No. A head. Almost as bad. Finds a severed leg. Oh. in the golf course um in new britain which is not next door it's not near like it's not super far but it's not next door to where you right. know these right. cults were, the cult was primarily operating and so they uh th they didn't look into anything further like they didn't think oh paul's missing this limb might be paul's they just kind of got filed in different places Okay, um, so they weren't connected. Yeah, at the exactly. Time. So this was 19, I mean, sorry, this was 2004 when this happened. In 2016, the police, remember, he had been to prison multiple times at this point. Mm -hmm. um, they had his DNA. Right. So in 2016, when they like were looking into, it wasn't a cold case, I guess, but like looking into what happened with the, uh, like they were looking at the evidence from the leg because they had this right. leg sample and there's been a ton of, So did know, they just like run the DNA? Just yeah. To see. And they ran it in the leg connected to Sweetman. Oh my God. Okay. So in 2000, excuse me, in August of 2018, two followers of the cult, Rudy Hannon and Sorek Minnery were arrested for murder. Oh my God. And it took, um, like a full year to get Rudy back to uh, Connecticut to be arrested because he was like fighting extradition. They both was he in Canada. No, he was uh on like I think he was on the West Coast. They oh, just okay, couldn't get okay. back over. Yeah, just stay Um, they both blamed each other, which brought up a really good question that I had, which is if we were arrested, would you blame me? Mm. 
depends on what we were arrested for. I wow, guess. you guys heard it here first. Connor would not. I can't take confirm or deny. It's a classic prisoner's dilemma. My favorite principle in economics. Um, <laughs> I would a hundred percent rot out Connor's ass. Okay. Prisoner's dilemma. I would a hundred percent turn on you, but like for your own good, you know, learning well, opportunity. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> no, but the, getting sorry, getting back to my uh, uh, excitement over economics. Paul Sweetman, they found out this is horrible. I mean, he wasn't a great man, obviously, but he had been bludgeoned and was frozen in the freezer while he was still alive. Oh my God! How did they get the leg? They cut him up to dis to like dispose of it. Did, okay, so they. Oh my God! The two men that that uh, killed him killed him, and they were like trying to obviously not draw attention to it. I mean, I don't know why you so dispose of it on a golf course at all, or no? It was what? Joanne, his wife. Well, get okay, one second. So, um, they yeah put like put all the body parts around Connecticut, like Middle Connecticut. Uh, God wanted Sweetman dead. Because he was hurting Joanne. That's what the men used as their okay. motive. Okay. They were like, he's hurting Joanne. Which makes you think, was Joanne trying to take over control hmm. of the cult from Paul? Did she put a hit out on these men? Uh, uh, did she give a man, these men a hit on her husband? Right. What? But we might, well, I guess we'll never know because she died in 2011. And the cult itself still have like exists today it's oh still a recognized i don't know if it's recognized but it's still it's a still group a that exists and it, like i said in its heyday it had hundreds of followers like hundreds, hundreds. of thousands just hundreds hundreds i mean it's it's like central connecticut i'm impressed but, though like hundreds of people and they raised a hundred million dollars i mean what was that money going to like that's what i'm that is i don't know maybe he lived wild. very lavishly there's like limited information available about it online so I kind of got like in a rabbit hole and was and was reading everything. Is it still in Trumbull? Uh, I don't know if it's in that a- exact area, but it I think it's like still a New England wow. group. Yeah, that is wild. But we'll never know if Joanne actually put out the because so she was, reported him missing. Did she become the leader after he died? She yeah. Like who leads it now? Do you know? Um, no, I do not. Yeah. Wow, this is a crazy. It's a lot of curious questions, Connor, about I a cult. Am a curious George. Um, I should I'm, have figured out I'm who leads it now. Looking, you know, for the leader to to join. And on that note, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, that I, I mean, it's just even like the history of Brother Julius is like super limited. But I wonder, maybe, maybe we know someone in the cult. You know, that what are insane. the odds? I know. I just thought it was crazy that one, I never heard of the cult, and two, that. Like, doesn't this feel similar to, like, the Waco, Texas story? Yeah, it kind of does. Like, so obviously like, has a less brutal ending, but, yeah. like... Well, yeah, not that not, piece of it, but, like, uh, the blind yeah, no, following. I thought that, actually, when you were saying it, like, early on. I was like, wow, it sounds like David Koresh, but, like, an older David Koresh. And, yeah, anyway, Brother Julius. My brother was almost named Julius. Oh, my God. Thank God he wasn't. Thank God he wasn't. That would have been, like, the preppiest name they could have given him. <laughs> Connor, don't offend. If you know, if your name is Julius and you're listening, thank you for listening. No, it's a great name, but, but like, don't start a cult called brother, brother Julius. <laughs> that would have been a little too much. I think we've overstayed our welcome. So until next time, <laughs> bye, bye guys. Bye.